Hey everybody, welcome to the Just Think Podcast. My name is Carson and we are so glad that you are listening to the episode today uh, called Don't Miss Out. And I'll explain a little bit more of that here in just a second. But uh, Mike and I really would love to invite you to share the podcast with your friends, with your family, with anybody that you meet. Uh, We believe the conversations that we are having really do matter and can really be helpful uh, in our pursuit of really changing the world that we live in and really making a difference in the people's lives uh, that we do life with every day. And we, we love the podcast. We've really been enjoying it over the past couple months as we've really been getting this thing off the ground. So we invite you to share uh, Just Think with anybody uh, that you feel like it would be helpful to. It really is such a special, special thing. Uh, today we're diving into this idea of empathy. Uh, and coming off of our episode that we recorded a couple weeks ago called What Even Is Accountability, we uh, recorded the episode and really throughout the, the, the recording of it, you'll hear us talk about uh, that we don't want to miss out. We don't want to miss out on an understanding or a way of thinking that we can really begin to learn uh, more about. And the, the, the reality is, is we change uh, when we begin to seek to understand and when we begin to learn from the people that we do life with. So I'm really excited for you to hear the conversation Mike and I got to have on this whole entire idea of empathy. So let's jump into the episode. To dive in today, Mike, uh, why don't you kind of lay the foundation for where we're going today on this whole idea of empathy? Well, uh, the foundation, that's a, that's a big question. I think the foundation would be, um, maybe the first assumption is that empathy is something that we all value, uh, but there are a lot of things that prevent us from being empathy that we, uh, empathetic that we are actually unaware of, and there are a lot of things internally that we, that we do uh, that actually keep us from being uh, empathetic. And so, you know, the idea is to really be able to define it and then to uh, understand some things that keep us from it. And then some of the work that we have to do in order to continue to think about um, how we can learn how to see other people. And what, like you just mentioned, you know, a lot of times we think about empathy as a way to get to persuade other people. And the foundation, I guess, if I had to pick one, is that this isn't about solving issues or disagreements. This is about learning how to connect with other people, which is essential essential to how human beings are designed to live. Yeah. I love the distinction there that it really is about the person sitting on the other side of you, no matter what that situation is, whether you're at school, whether you're at work, whether you're at home with your spouse or your family or your friends, like learning how to connect with each other really begins with being able to empathize with what the other person feels and what the other person has experienced. I've been in conversations, as I'm sure anybody who's listening to the podcast right now, I'm sure you have been, Mike, where somebody will say something in the conversation that rubs another person the wrong way or the other person doesn't understand it or doesn't see the world through that same lens. And it creates a disconnect. It creates a, how could you feel that way? Or how could you think that way? Or it sounds like you have an empathy problem. Any of those things kind of become, either they get said out loud or you can feel the tension in the room (laughs) shift. And you're like, okay, this is about to get either really awkward or really tense and you you get kind of unsure about what the next step is in the conversation and we're not going to give you a strategy for conversation today we're going to give you some thoughts around how do you genuinely choose to be the person that says i want to connect with the way that you think about something and i think it's been really helpful in your story i know that it's helpful in my life where if i can choose that posture of okay i'm going to see the person sitting across from me right now uh, as a person who is deeply loved by God uh, from from what I believe in the way that I see the world, but also uh, they deserve my respect and my attention 
uh, and really my energy to try to understand the way that they see something. So I think that this is a really big idea. I think it can be a little bit daunting. Yeah. Um, and it can be a little bit scary yeah. because you're you're stepping out into unknown territory yeah. a lot of times. And we protect ourselves, you know, from from having to be concerned about things that we don't have the time to be concerned about. Mm-hmm. Um, before we jump into that, one of the things you, you mentioned, I think you set it up exactly right, that whenever someone says something we disagree with, our, our first posture, we say, how can you think like that? Mm-hmm. And the the you know it's it's not a trick but if you think about what you just did is you you made a declaration in the form of a question basically <laughs> saying how can you be so dumb or yeah. ill informed or whatever adjective you want to use how could you be that way but what if you just turn it into an actual question like instead of mm-hmm. saying how can you think like that what if you said how can you think like that. Can you help me understand how you think like that? Yeah. And all of a sudden you're having a way different conversation. You know, I think we were talking earlier, you know, Carson, I think the differences in our generation um, and, uh, and empathy is kind of, it is a cultural buzzword. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are aware that it's a high value. Um, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you know, we had to be reminded of this. And part of, I remember my own journey into this because I always thought of myself as a nice person, but empathy was a little bit harder mm. And it was almost always based on making decisions about various issues that we were facing. And so we would come into a meeting uh, with people who were making decisions in our organization. One of the values or one of the value statements that we set forward was to remind ourselves that the people in the seats are more important than the issues on the table. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking about this, I was like, that was kind of my first journey into this because what if, you know, I come in, I'm going, hey, I got a, we got an issue to solve. We got to make a decision about this. I'm coming in prepared to persuade and to push that mm-hmm. agenda forward. And oftentimes without recognizing or inadvertently not recognizing how that might impact the other people who are sitting at that table. Mm-hmm. And when you start, or when you start a meeting or you start any encounter recognizing that the person in the seat is more important than the issue on the table, it actually causes you to kind of ask that question, how might this person think that way? Yeah, I think that changes everything about that conversation if you choose for that to be your posture and in a conversation of three or four people it really takes one person to choose that posture to change the feeling of the room because you're setting the pace you're setting the example for no we're going to seek to understand each other and we're not going to just come in here with our own agendas and mow over everybody i just wonder how often we fall for that that trap if you will or that way of thinking in our life in general like from the time that we wake up in the morning to the time that we go to bed we're we're walking around thinking that our set of beliefs and our understanding is something that we have to defend constantly right and we we can never seek to understand something from a different perspective or a different point of view and you know we the the tragedy is we miss out we miss Mm. out not only on the things on the enjoyments that are available to us people that we would actually enjoy and care about but i think the other thing is we we actually miss out on our own formation and we have a person on our staff uh who she always apologizes after a meeting for asking too many questions uh, is laura lynn (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and i tell her over and again this is what and and then she's actually incredibly important means because she asks and we, we joke about this but clarifying questions mm-hmm. so when you'll say something or whatever she'll say let me ask a, a question it's usually like a, a you know the why behind the why or the next level of mm-hmm. pursuing understanding and what it what it does and it doesn't those meanings but it's done it for me personally as i've been surrounded with people like this for a long time is it forces 
you know, you to think underneath the ideas that you currently have. And that's really the essence of this podcast, right? It, it, this is about process. This is about how do you think about the world around you, not how do you defend the positions that you have held for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that those positions aren't true, and it doesn't mean they're not important, and it doesn't mean that you're even... It doesn't even mean that you're not right in them. What it does mean is that other people who have different perspectives probably have really valid reasons for those perspectives. And there's a way for us to process this together that will leave all of us better uh, for the four and being willing to engage in that. And I think it starts with empathy. Yeah. Something I've been thinking about a lot recently, especially around this idea, is the idea that everybody was raised by somebody different than I was raised by. Like what a novel thought. (laughs) What a novel thought. I know. I know it seems simple, uh, but the values and the perspective and the things on the TV when I was growing up in my house are different than the person that grew up beside me. And I alone in another neighborhood or a different different part of the country or different part of the country or a different part of the world. And I think that we've always got to choose that posture of I wonder what has made them into the person that they are today. And I'm going to seek to understand that. Um, One one thing, too, I think that helps us to be empathetic, like not to jump in. But when you say that, Carson, what I'm reminded of is there are a lot of people who grew up with a lot of hardship. Right. And that, you know, that 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 helps me at least to be a little slower mm-hmm. at pronouncing judgments or, um, and not perfectly, I'm, I'm, I'm learning this, but, but just to think when someone grows up differently than me, it's not just sometimes they grew up differently, it's sometimes they grew up much harder. And there are reasons why trust is hard, or there are reasons why there's sort of a fierce independence, mm-hmm. or there's a reason why there's this deep need to prove. And oftentimes in my posture, I just actually add to the evidence that they already have because I treat them the Mm -hmm. same way that they're used to being treated or I dismiss them the same way they're used to being dismissed. If I'm not really careful, if we're not really careful, we can do that all the time without ever even realizing it. Yeah. I I definitely resonate with that because I I know of times in my life where I have not chosen to seek to understand and like you said earlier, I've missed out. Uh, so to take a, just a moment, if you're listening right now and you're starting to get uncomfortable, <laughs> if you're starting to go, I don't know where this is going. I, this, this feels a little bit um, big for me. This feels like a big conversation. Stick in here because I, I really, we're going to give you some really practical things um, that you can do uh, to process this. Uh, but also, I really believe that you matter in this mm-hmm. and you have a difference to make in your world and it can start right here yep. and it, it can start with understanding. Yep. Um, there's four really great words that kind of give a practical next step formula, if you yeah, will, Mike, can sure. you walk us through those? Yeah, sure. You know, some of this, and, and there's some great people, uh, Jim, Ka- uh, sorry, uh, Joseph Grinney has written a lot about this. Uh, most people who listen to any podcast are familiar with Brene Brown. She's written a lot about this, but to think about, you know, empathy as a very specific thing, it, empathy is not just to feel for someone mm-hmm. it's to feel with them mm-hmm. and this requires us to enter in years ago um I, we went through this leadership uh kind of consultant group and we, we were all in a room and there was basically eight of us in there and they were kind of assessing the the church the organization that, that i you know, have the privilege to lead port city church and so they were kind of uh in, in their understanding of our leadership they were inevitably critiquing it and when you're critiquing the leader uh or the leadership of something and you're the leader they're kind of critiquing you so it feels very personal yep. and so they're going through and what came out of this is oftentimes i'm very quick whenever someone says something to just respond back to them mm. 
and oftentimes to either defend an argument or to push uh, something that I want done forward. So after the end of this, after I kind of got over my defensiveness and and really tried to, un- and it was, it was an exercise in understanding, hearing what they were saying to me, because they were saying it because mm-hmm. they cared and they wanted our church to be great. And so they actually wrote these three words on this card for me, and it had like uh, ellipses between it. So it was, it was like one word, gap, another word, gap, and another word. It meant like slow, don't, don't make these three quick steps, make it mm-hmm. one step, pause, another step, pause. And the three words were this, it was listen, validate, and respond. To listen, to validate, and respond. And the idea was that I had to listen, and then I had to validate not only what I had heard, but I began to think of this a little bit more deeply to validate their perspective and what they were actually feeling and the angst and all the things mm-hmm. they were trying to, to, um, uh, to, to communicate with me. And then thirdly, to respond. And what I ended, what, what, what the tempt- tempting part is, is to listen. Okay, I hear you. Now I'm going to validate what you said. And I'm going to respond the way I would have responded anyway. <laughs> so I added another word over the years. We've been researching this and thinking about this. And I've added a fourth word. And it's to listen, validate, connect, and then respond from that connection. Mm-hmm. Because to validate, you're not just validating their information. You're not just validating their what they said, what you heard them say. You're validating their perspective, and you're validating what they feel. Because what happens is oftentimes when people are communicating, what they say is one thing, Mm -hmm. what they are actually saying is something underneath, and that's what you have to get to in order to be empathetic. And that's why listening is so important. And then when you when you validate, you're you're validating, yes, I can see how you feel that way and what caused that. And then you actually respond from that connection. You're not just trying to solve the problem, you're trying to connect with that person in a meaningful way because that that's what that's what relationships are and that's really ultimately how everything ought to get done. Yeah. And that cuz that requires us to get close. That yes. requires us to be available. That requires us to put our thoughts and our feelings on the table for a moment right. and say, I'm going to I'm not going to stay over here. Right. I'm I'm going to come close and I'm going to really seek to understand. Yeah. And cuz I I definitely think that the things that I've been the most challenged by, the things that I've had to do the most work on to to understand, that understanding and that growth it didn't come by simply reading a book or even listening to a podcast, watching something on the internet. It was by a relationship yep. with somebody. By fleshing it out. By by saying, okay, I need to bring to you why I feel this way. And then they're able to give right. context to why they feel the way that right. they do. And I love that connect word because I... I think that's what we're called to do. Yeah. Like we're, that's what we're supposed to do right. as humans. We, we need to connect with each other, especially on the things that we disagree with. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm writing about this a lot right now, just the idea of connection, because there are, there are literally thousands of ways to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And what we're specifically talking about is to connecting with another person in an authentic um, trust, you know, kind of the foundation of trust, trustworthy way. And like you said, when, when you come close to someone, sometimes they're going to, they're going to put a, a hand mm-hmm. up and go, whoa, um, and then what you have to do in that is, you know, the tendency is to be a back away and say that person doesn't care or that person's this way, but that's not true. There's a reason there. There's a wall there. There's a reason there's a, sort of a limitation how close you can get. And there are ways to get into those places, but it requires us to feel with somebody, mm-hmm. to recognize that, oh, there's something here. What's happening? How can I ask a better question or get curious about where they are? Yeah. 
and to at some form uh, participate in the pace of the conversation and of the group yeah. of, okay, I'm not going to come in and be the bulldozer of the conversation. Right. Yeah. I'm going to see where everybody else is and I'm going to get a sense yeah. for that. And then I'm going to be able to participate in that way. And even as a leader, and I've seen you do this, Carson, when, you know, we'll be in a group setting and someone's in a meeting because this often happens Someone will say something and then everybody, then the group think basically shuts that person down. Mm-hmm. So everybody's, you know, so this person brings up an objection or, some ca- counter opinion and everybody's like, oh, that's, that's dumb. Or how could you think that way? And often, you know, as the leader in that meeting, you have a lot of potential to say, Hey, can you elaborate on that? Can you stop all the negative or yeah. all the, the, the voices that stop that opinion or the voices that sort of keep that and, and really so, sort of say, Hey, can you, can let, can we mind that or tease that out a little bit more? Oftentimes you'll see what's underneath that initial idea to be something. Okay. There's some validity there mm-hmm. and maybe something that's gonna be really helpful for us to understand. Yeah. Cause if it was a thought, like I want to mind down, right. I want to, I want to get down below that. Yeah. that but that, requ- layer. And that requires a curiosity and not just a, um, not just the pressure to get, things done and to get Mm -hmm. decisions. The the curiosity of process has to stay at the top of our minds. It's because we're, it's it's relationships. We're we're drawing things out of people. Yeah. And I mean, that connects back to several other things that we've covered over the past couple episodes about living an engaged life and being a a curious person and seeking to constantly learn. I love what you said earlier about uh, the difference in the way that the generations kind of process the idea. And I think for me, I know for myself and for a lot of the people that are a part of my generation, we've grown up with the idea of empathy being a bu- a buzzword right. to some extent, and to the point that we like expect empathy. Right. We, That's actually we, interesting. We, we expect understanding. Yeah. Like if you don't understand me, oh, now all of a sudden we can't be friends because you won't understand my perspective. I might just be speaking for myself. Maybe my generation rejects this idea. Yeah. I, I definitely think that that's a reality uh, though. Yeah. But, and we think for a moment that w- that's helping us get to where we want to be, but it, I, the return is actually something that we right. don't see yeah. coming. Yeah. Can, we, you, can you well, help us well, see we were, that? I mean, you actually helped me with this because I, th- I think that's really an interesting, we were, we were talking about this, that there's this subtle, you know, we, we all kind of demand or we have this need to be understood. We want to be, under, and that's not and a bad to, desire. That's, a, that's, that's a, a good one. Right. It's a true desire. We, we actually need to be understood. But what happens is in that, what you're saying is, you know, when we sort of demand to be heard, we raise our fist and we demand to be understood. We demand that, you know, um, you end up demanding empathy. You need to hear me and see me and mm-hmm. feel what I'm feeling. And demanded empathy is actually pity. Mm. And what happens is when you have people who are all demanding from one another, you actually do the inverse. You actually create a scenario that makes empathy impossible. Because the the tricky thing about empathy is it begins not with you understanding me, but my willingness to not only understand you, but to feel with you. Like there's there's an emotional thing about this. And we ignore this kind of at our own demise, right? That it's just the level you want to connect with people. There are plenty of people who are going to go, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily need that. I just need to get you to get something done. Mm-hmm. But you're going to live at a surface level of relationships that actually you're not intended for. You're intended for more. And so I think that's the interesting thing about that. There's this, you know, what my generation kind of grew up with basically like, you don't need to be understood, just get over it. And then you have a new generation. Uh, kind of coming up and saying we do need to be understood, mm-hmm. and you know what I've learned from the next generation has been trying to really not just dismiss that, but to but to recognize okay there's there's something here, 
and it has profoundly shaped me. I mean, a lot of the decisions that we're making, uh, again, in our church, that's all I can speak for, are largely due to the voices of the generation behind me that five years ago, I thought I knew them Mm. and didn't. And I'm very, very fortunate to have, um, you know, people like you, and there's there's a host of other folks on our staff who have been willing to lend their voice and perspective imperfectly. Sure. Um, but in ways that, that the, and then I ask questions, okay, can you tell me more about, more about that? And then together we've been able to arrive at, I think, some really important, um, you know, uh, initiatives and decisions that we're having to make for the sake of our future. Yeah. Both from an organizational and a movement perspective, yep. the, the culture shifts that are being made, I, I believe are, are so helpful yeah. and so important. And that came from, like you just said, both generations yeah. saying, okay, I want to lend my experience. I want to lend the way that I understand this along with the upcoming generation saying, hey, I'm passionate about this. Right. I see this as an issue. Right. And we need to talk about it. Yeah. And I, I definitely think it takes both sides in that conversation coming to the table yeah. saying, I'm going to put all my cards in front right. and I'm going to, I'm going to seek to understand right. and I'm going to love you enough to be honest with you. Right. And I think that I've heard so many different like leadership coaches or leadership, you know, teachers talk about the fact that like kindness, I'm really, or truly being kind to somebody is being honest with them. Yeah. And yeah. that's hard. Yeah. Like that's a big weighty responsibility. Yeah. But we, we've got to do that. We've got to do that work. And I think that the thing that's interesting that's been at least a, a great thing for me because it, it's not without tension. Right. Because when, when you know, um, like for, for our organization, you know, I've, I've been there a long time, so I have a lot invested in it, you know, sure. um, as do you. And you're convinced that I don't understand everything that you see in the organization. And that's exactly true. Sure. And I'm convinced that you don't hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So we both see this from different perspectives. And what ends up happening is you and or I end up defending what I understand mm-hmm. and that you don't understand. And you end up defending what you understand and what I don't understand instead of getting curious about what one another understands yeah. that the other doesn't. And when you do that, you actually go, oh, didn't see that. And the challenge, you know, what I would say to anybody who's, you know, who's sort of my age, I mean, I'm gonna put it in the 40 plus category, mm-hmm. um, is go first. You know, like, I mean, I, what, what I'm, I'm, again, I'm grateful. I, you know, I've, I've had a close relationship with you. So you've always kind of talked to me, but never in a, Hey, here's what you should do. But, but I hear things. And so I actually just put a bunch of people in a room that were younger than me and said, can y'all tell me what y'all see in 10 years? And that was mm-hmm. like a, what kind of question is that? But what it did is it, it helped, it opened the conversation. It wasn't a perfect solution, but it, it opened the conversation by which we can start sharing you know, hey, what do you see and what do you understand that I'm certain that I don't see? And then, and the, to me, and, I, and this has happened multiple times over the last few weeks because I haven't been preaching, so I've been oftentimes sitting uh-huh. in the services. I heard you do it Sunday. I've heard Clay do it. Um, I've heard Jeff Banks do it. I've heard, you know, the, the list goes on. I've heard Courtney do it. Um, I've heard uh, uh, Lauren do it. So I can just go through the list. They start saying things about the future of our church that I'm excited about. Mm. And as you know, the, 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 the fear of like, oh, this next generation is going to do, going to mess up something that I've, you know, worked on begins to diminish. And you're like, dude, they're saying things that I want to be a part of, mm. you know, and, and you begin to sense that. And I think what the, the, again, we're kind of ahead of ourselves, but I think what started that was, was empathy because I think that everybody in your generation knows 
that I have emotions that are tied with this. I don't want mm. to let go of things. And then there's fear involved in that yeah. to trust a, a generation to something like that. Yeah. And so there's a, there's a level of empathy that I've received. And at the same time, I've got to recognize we got a lot of people who want to do things and I've got to be willing to give them those opportunities. I got yeah. to understand that's not, that's not selfish ambition. That's, that's God given drive. Yeah. And how do I foster that and, and, you know, push that. So that's a little bit off the subject, but I think it's really interesting no, how th that starts. I to think that that's like the together. perfect analogy of really where this begins, because I think, it, in this specific conversation, we could take any issue in the world, any issue in culture and say that we all need to do a better job seeking to understand somebody yep. that we disagree with, yep. like, any, any one of them. But if you jump to that, if you right. jump to a, a thing that's highly personal to you right. and you, you don't test it with, a, with an issue like an organizational or a team issue, you don't get any practice at going, what's my gut response? Like, right. how do I... How am I just responding to these things just off the cuff? Yeah. What can I do to go back to those words that you were talking us through earlier? Like, yeah. what can I do to actually listen? Yeah. And then give it a minute before I begin to try to validate. Yeah. Like, I need to just like be still yeah. for a moment. Yeah. And that's that's where the work begins. Because yeah. a lot of times our first posture isn't to validate, it's to dismiss. Right. You know, <laughs> it's, I have this kind of litmus test. I, I discovered this about myself years ago, um, especially being a pastor. You have to read a lot of books uh, and read and you get people who have a lot of perspective on different mm -hmm. issues and people say, Hey, might read this book or, you know, sometimes they're trying to convince me of a position that I, that's different than what I hold. And I, I initially will start reading a book. And I remember years ago, I'm reading this, you know, trying to lean into this, um, a particular issue and I'm wrestling through it and I'm trying to understand it. So I told myself, as I opened the book, I'm reading like four pages in and I remember my thinking and like, I'm a relatively nice person. Like this person doesn't, and I wanted to throw the book uh -huh. through the thing, through the, through the window or, you know, get rid of it or whatever. Just so like, like there's this visceral response of, of dismissing this person simply because I disagree with them. And what I, the principle that I operate by, I'm not going to project this on everybody, but I would definitely ask you to consider if this mm -hmm. is you or not is that your gut response doesn't determine how right you are. It determines how willing you are or how ready you are to understand yep. someone else. And when I'm, when I'm quick to dismiss someone, I try to take it as, oh, this isn't me being passionate about my position or being right. This is probably more an indicator that I'm not actually ready to understand what this person mm -hmm. or understand their perspective. And that's a, that's a significant, I think, litmus test, you know, whether you're watching the news or whether you're reading a blog post yeah. or whether you're listening to the podcast and you just want to dismiss someone yeah. because you don't think they think like you, uh, think they think like you and therefore they're dumb or stupid or right. uninformed or whatever. And you just write them off because to validate means you got to find something about that person yeah. that you can respect or at least be willing to to learn from. Yeah, I <laughs> I think when anybody watches the news, they, oh, they, you want to throw something to the TV. Yeah, <laughs> but I think choosing to do the work in that in that conversation, no matter what conversation it is, I think for me, what I'm learn what I learn about myself when I see that initial reaction that yeah. isn't isn't good or is rooted in anger or frustration. Yeah. When I've done the work just for me personally, I found that actually it was insecurity calling the shot. Oh, 100%. That's because, such, so good, yeah. Because I I was afraid that someone else might be right about an issue yep. and that I had been wrong. Oh, and no one likes to say yeah. that they're wrong. Right. Like no no one and, on the normal history of the world like yeah. wants to be wrong. Right. 
But I found that the sooner I could go, oh, there might be more to that issue than I initially understood. Right. That was what allowed me to go, okay, I don't have to be right. right. I don't have to have all the answers. I don't even have to have all of the empathy that I might one day have in this right. moment. Yeah. I just have to begin. And the other, the other test too, just as I'm thinking, as just thinking out loud. So these are, um, these are raw thoughts yeah. right now, <laughs> but a lot of people will hear what you just said and they'll, they'll filter it through a, a way to say, yeah, basically you're all, all we're doing is affirming what you already think. Mm-hmm. So you're going, oh yeah, they, they, they have been wrong. So therefore it makes me more right mm-hmm. because I probably don't agree. Like they agree, like, you know, with, and what happens it, it that's, that's actually a continuation of the same problem. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes sense. In other words, we're not talking about someone else. We're talking about, I'm talking about me, you're talking about you. Right. And, and what I hope you're hearing this is, this is, a, this is about you processing. How willing are you to consider the perspective of another person? The other thing, and this is kind of maybe the, a way to kind of loop this out so we can give them some next steps, um, is that, at least for me over the years, is you know, the things that I've had to learn to care about um, you know, when we think about leaning in to get curious about something is actually be willing to enter in. And there are, re- there are reasons why, um, we don't, you know, sometimes we don't have time to care about everything that's important to everything like that. That's, we don't have so much time. Sure. So there's a, there's a validity that you can only care about a few things really passionately at one time, but there are other places where I've had to test myself where the only reason I don't care about it is because of the discomfort that to get in there and get that close yep. sort of holds a mirror up to me. And, and so I think it's fair to recognize that, you know, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of times we don't want to be wrong. So if we just avoid something, it kind of preserves our, our uh, sort of sense of self or it preserves our, our sense of, in some ways, our, our own pride. Mm-hmm. And so, it, so to lean in is to just really get curious and be willing to ask the right questions uh, about things. And, and more importantly, not just about things, but to get uh, a to get proximate with people and hear their stories about their experience with things that are different from yours. And I think that's where empathy really starts to find a root in it. And when it, once it takes root, it grows in our lives. Yeah. And where you start is not where you are going to finish hundred percent in the conversation. And I think that we are living testaments of that, yeah. having this conversation, we're constantly learning and constantly seeing how we can choose a posture of empathy and I think that that leads us to the question we really wanted to leave you with is what do you need to get closer to? Like what, what issue, what idea, what person, um, what really way of thinking do you need to say? I just need to take one step closer to listening to them, um, to validating maybe what they're feeling or their experience or the thing that's led them to where they are. You got to connect with them. You've, you've got to take the space that, you know, when you said, uh, about the ellipses on the chart, like use that to be a visual reminder. You need to take three deep breaths, yep. <laughs> one for each period in that. And then you you need to really formulate a response and you need to do the work just like I'm doing right now in my own life going, am I responding from a place of insecurity? Like what, what's my natural tendency? Like where am I, where's my gut reaction going to come from? And I think that if we all did this work, I think if we all took steps in this, our world would be a different place. I really do believe that. Uh, so we encourage you to, to ask yourself that question. The question is, what do you need 
to get closer to. Write it in the top of your journal. Put it in your phone. Do something with it to where it sticks out in front of you. Uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. I hope this was helpful. I hope it was encouraging to you. Uh, we certainly love these conversations. They're really helpful to us. We hope you have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week, and we'll see you back here real soon on the Just Think Podcast. Thank you.